66, verse 1 through to 8. Make a joyful shout to God, all you, all the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Sing out the honor of his name. Make his, play, his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies are sub, shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing to you. They shall sing praises to your name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is awesome in, his, in all his doing towards the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. Turned the sea into dry land. They went through the river on foot. There, there we will rejoice in him. He rules by his power forever. His eyes observe the nations. Do not let the rebellious exalt themselves. Oh, bless our God, you people, and make the voice of his praise be heard. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to look at the verse 3 again. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through your greatness, your power, the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. Amen. Can we read that scripture together? Ready, go. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. I want to submit to you the power of God. Hallelujah. Or if you like, all power belongs to God. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say to your neighbor, all power belongs to God. Or say like you mean, tell somebody, all power belongs to God. Amen. I want to preach on the power of God. Hallelujah. The power of God. Now, there are a few uh, different meanings of the power of God. In the Greek, the power, the word power of God is dunamis, uh, which means mighty works or wonder, wonderful works. Hallelujah. Remember in Luke chapter 1 verse 35 when the angel answered to Mary and said that uh, the Holy Spirit shall come upon you and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Hallelujah. That power is the power of creation, the creative force, dunamis, hallelujah, like the dynamite, hallelujah. When it falls, it breaks, amen. He breaks every other force. You know, when you talk about power, you must understand that there are other powers. Hallelujah. There are other powers. So, when you talk about power, you have to qualify the type of power you are talking about. Because if you talk about power, Satan also has power. 
Demons have power. Witches have power. Some, uh, what do you call it? Minor witches even have power to scratch the sound as I'm speaking. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, there is power, but there's also dunamis. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, dunamis is used 117 times. 117 times they talk about the power of God, dunamis. There's another type of power that is referred to in, 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 uh, in um, the Bible. Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, I'll show that to you and then we'll start. Colossians 1 verse 16, for by him all things are, were created that, that, is, that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Hallelujah. That scripture there, all power, uh, principality and power is Ezusia. Ezusia. That's E X O U S I A. Hallelujah. Ezusia. That means authority. That's authority. You know, we see a, a policeman. It doesn't matter how small or big they are. They carry power. And that power is made up of exosia. Their power is as a result of the authority that they have or the office that they are in. Am I making sense? So, say for instance, if Richard, come. Yes. Okay, so just come, 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 come. Don't bring your button, just come. So, he's an officer, he's a police officer. Come, come, come. So, this is a police officer. Um, if I am to take my chances with him in a fight, uh, I think I think I can take my chances with him. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you know, but because where's your badge? You have your badge. So you don't have to show it. You just just hold it. Just hold it. What distinguishes my power and his power is that thing that he holds. So say, for instance, I'm driving, and he stops me. And I look at him. It's Richard. And I decide that, oh, it's just Richard. I won't stop. And he says, no, you stop, pack. And I say, no, oh, it's just, oh, is it not just Richard? I will go. Before I get to the junction, there will be about four or five or six police cars with their sirens on. If I'm not uh, lucky, there will be a helicopter in the air. If it's available around. And they're all coming. Why? Because he stopped me. First of all, he used Ezosia authority. To stop me. And when I flouted it, 
Then he went to dunamis. Power. Now power past power. If you like, don't stop and see. Because now the government's authority is, is, has been brought to bear. If assuming I am able to outrun all these police and everything and I go into the water, they will get the Navy involved. But he says they will catch me before them. <laughs> but in case they don't, then it's going to go on and on and on. Do you understand? If I'm able to outrun all of them and maybe swim to, the, to France, they will get Interpol, Interpolice to come after me. Wherever I go and hide, they will look for me and come for me. Why? Because Richard said stop and I did not. Uh, I don't know whether you're understanding. So when we talk about power, you must understand that power is not just strength. Power is authority that is carried by a person of authority. When he resigns from the police force and that thing is taken away from him and he tries to stop me, I will use my car. To just remove him from the, just remove him from the road to the pavement, a little bit to the pavement. And there will be no consequences whatsoever of different police uh, sirens and everything. Why? Because he's just an ordinary civilian. Am I making sense? So you see, when somebody says power, the power is because of the office they sit in, and who backs them? Nah, I don't know whether you, you got it. Who backs him is what makes him powerful. Uh, the backing is what makes him powerful, not his strength. Because when it comes to 50-50, I'm sure we'll be able to. I'll be able to last. I know I'm an old man, but I'll be able to. <laughs> Go and sit down. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the power of God. And I want us to look at a, a story in the Bible. Mark chapter 5, 25 to 34. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians and spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus... She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if, I, if only I may touch the, his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she, ha- she was healed of her, the afflictions. Jesus immediately knowing in himself that Power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But the disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? He looked around to see her who had, who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace 
and be healed of your affliction. Hallelujah. So, exousia is used 103 times in the uh, Bible. And um, I said dunamis is used 117 times. Amen. So, this woman we know had an illness that had incapacitated her. That had taken not only a physical toll on her body, but financial toll as well. Hallelujah. She had lost a lot of money, and she heard that Jesus was passing by. And so she said to herself that I am going to do my best to get close to him and touch the hem of his garment because I know that if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made well. Hallelujah. And so she, she went and pressed on the crowd and managed to touch the clothing. And when she touched the clothing, immediately she touched the clothing, power went out from Jesus to her. And that power was enough to heal her. Hallelujah. And she was instantly healed. Now, how did that healing happen? The healing started with her having faith because of what she had heard. She believed. Amen. Because of her belief, she took an action and said, I am going to go. And to go meant to try and force her way in the crowd. In those days, a woman was not allowed to come to the company of men. You know, when Jesus is moving, he moves with his 12 disciples who are all men. And then uh, there are others that are following. The women are around, but they are not, you know, in those days, the women are on this side, the men are on this side. So when a man is going, the women will be following, but they'll be following closely behind, but not in the midst of the men. Hallelujah. So this woman had to break protocol. Amen. And not only that, in, in, uh, Moses said that when a woman is uh, uh, menstruating, she's unclean and she hasn't got any right to come where men are or where crowds have gathered. But this woman broke all protocol because of the faith that she had. Amen. I'm trying to create a certain picture for you to see that for power to be made available, faith has to be there. Are you with me? Faith has to be there and not faith. There must be a faith and a, more than faith, a belief and an action that goes because of the faith and the belief you have. Hallelujah. The reason why sometimes power doesn't seem to be at work, uh, evident in our lives and evident in what we do and say is because it is not backed by faith and it's not backed by belief. And an action. Remember, the recipient has to have a certain faith. This woman was a recipient of the healing. And the woman had to believe. Remember, the Bible says she had gone to a lot of physicians, a lot of medical people. And none of them could heal. She got, actually, she got worse. Hallelujah. They took her money and not give her any healing. So, what was the, the chance that this Jesus will give her healing? But she heard and she believed in what she heard and decided to 
turned her faith into an action. Some of us as Christians, we have heard. We believe. But we don't turn our faith into action. We don't take our step. Hallelujah. Like when my brother was giving a testimony, he, when Kweku was giving his testimony, he, he said he heard the message of grace. And then he took an action to come and see me. And you see, not only see me, but tell me the truth. Sometimes we come, but we don't say the truth. And it negates power. Because remember, when the woman fell at the feet of Jesus, she told Jesus all, the whole truth. Sometimes the reason why power seems to be inactive or unavailable to us is because we don't tell the truth. How many know that a lot of us as Christians, we don't tell the truth? Even even the the the, the uh, testimony, you can see that they are giving a very san- sanitized version, because the real version, you can't handle the real version. You know, they're giving you the summarized, sanitized, makeup version. But you see, raw power is available with the unadulterated, unpolished version of you. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Raw power is made available when you come as you are in truth. Not when you come pretending to be something you are not. I'm giving the reason why sometimes you've been a Christian for a long time and you haven't experienced a certain power of God. It's because you are, you are phony. You are not real. You've been acting. Hallelujah. I've been around for a while. And I can tell you that for most times when we have conversions, miracle crusades, miracle healing services, the people who get healed are not the members of the church. Because the members of the church, they are the sanitized people. Are you with me? They know how to fall. You know, when they are falling, their wig is shaky. They hold their wig in a certain way. And then they fall in a certain way, knowing how the, where the ashes are, so they, they just balance to the place where the ashes can catch them. So that the wig doesn't come off. Ask somebody, is he talking about you? The, the ones from the street, they just let go because it's like they have come. Are you getting what I'm saying? And they are the ones who get blessed. They are the ones who receive a certain healing, not the people who have been around. Because those of us who are around, we are so used to things. We are used to polishing. So we are all polishing ourselves. White watch grace. Outside is very, very whitewashed. Inside is full of dead men's bones. So power is made unavailable to us. Hallelujah. But power is given to us. 
Is that Wesley? He has started his ministry very early. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know your father is a priest, but how? <laughs> You're not supposed to start now. He said, John the Baptist. <laughs> so why does God give us power? Why does God give us power? See, anybody and every Christian, as soon as you give your life to Christ, you become a recipient of the power of God. To operate Azusia and Dunamis. The reason why it is sometimes not easy for us as Christians to operate Azusia and Dunamis is because we don't want to pay the price it, it takes to walk in both. I, I'm going to give you a, a, summary, a, a little prelude of next week's uh, sermon. Uh, there's a difference between how to get Azusia and how to get Dunamis. If you want to get Dunamis, Dunamis comes as a result of spending time in, with God, spending time in prayer. So the prayer gives you power. But power alone, without Azusia, will lead to you not easily being dispossessed by Satan. Because all you have is power. You know, if Richard has just power and doesn't know how to use his authority, it will not be any good to, to anybody. There will be trouble. You know, like uh, you have this type of prophets who know how to prophesy. So they see you. Um, I see you, brother. Uh, you have a wife. You just married. That, that is right. Are you with me? There is a girl that you promised to marry. And that girl, just all of a sudden, I have brought a rift between. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because I know how to use dunamis, but no azusia. Do you understand? There is no, there is no, I, I, what I saw is the truth. Are you with me? But prophecy has to encourage. Prophecy has to exalt. Prophecy has to uplift. Prophecy has to build up. Not the opposite. Are you with me? So when all I'm doing is breaking and I don't build you back up. Like I said to you that there is a, a lady in your family you know is one, one of your, your mother has three sisters. One of them is a witch. And that person has been doing this and doing that to you. What have I done? I have destroyed your relationship with all your aunties because you don't know which one of them is the witch. Are you with me? So you don't know whether it's auntie one, auntie two, auntie three. You are all of them. 
from, from today, there is no relationship between you and them. How, how many know that prophets like that? They carry power, but they don't have common sense. It's just, it's just to show off, to let people know that, yes, I can see. Because what I'm telling you is true. I said, I am in a village. The village is called Sugakope. And I have just gone into a street. I turned right. There's a light pole. There's a, a kiosk and a blue gate. Uh, and uh, there is a, there, there's a number, number five. <gasps> and then the, 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 ro- the road is called the uh, Principal High Street. <gasps> and then there are three ladies there. They are your aunties, Mary, Martha, and Maglina. <laughs> One of them is a witch. Are hey. <laughs> uh, uh, you get what I'm saying? So the Bible says that Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. He's not just power, but his wisdom as well. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about power today. So power is given to all of us as Christians. Number one, to witness to God or witness for God. In Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, But you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come over you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in Judea, in Samaria, and to the utmost part of the earth. Hallelujah. He said to the disciples, wait for the promise of my father, and you shall receive power. Hallelujah. So power is is given because God wants to give you the ability to be able to... Witness for him. So you see, that type of power comes the more you witness. That is the reason why most evangelists operate in miracles. Because the more the witness, the more power is made available. Because when you go out there, you have other Contrary powers fighting you or fighting the word. So you need to have power to overcome the powers that they carry. Am I making sense? So God gives us power for witnessing. It also means that as a Christian who does not witness, you do not have that power. Um, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. You see... Everything in the natural, you can flip it into the spiritual and it works. You have muscles. Muscles are supposed to become power for you. But if you don't exercise your muscles, they become something else. Why are you trying to spoil my message? 
Are, are you getting what I'm saying? They, they become something else. You know, I like watching, there's a, there's a program in t- on TV, this man that operates on obese people. I don't know whether you've seen it. He operates on obese people. And uh, sometimes somebody has been in a bedridden, been in a room for many years because the fat is sitting on them and they cannot stand. They cannot walk. Are you with me? They cannot do anything. But you see, that body had muscles. But because of the lack of use of the muscles, the fat has taken over and the fat incapacitates them and it makes it difficult for them to walk. Before you laugh, you also have spiritual muscles and spiritual fat. The more you don't use your muscles, the more it becomes fat. Arrogance, pride, it comes in and it's like you know everything. You know the word of God and it, it, you have been a Christian forever. By the grace of God, I've been a Christian for a long time. And then it tends to spiritual fat that sits on you and is killing you. Spiritually, you are dying because you decided never to witness and share your faith with anybody. There are some people, all we want to do is worship God. That's for me, I love worship. I'm a worshiper. No, every Christian is a, is a witness. You are saved to save. That's your number one exercise. You see, as a child, a baby that is only drinking milk, they put on a lot of weight and they sit at one place and they cannot really move. But when they start moving and crawling around, they lose weight. Because now they are making use of their muscles. So it burns the fat. Isn't it? When they stand and they are walking, they lose more weight. When they start running around, they lose more weight. Because, see, children have excess energy. What they are burning is their fat. Are you getting it? So it's like they are moving up and down, up and down. They never get tired. So you see the mother always going, stop it, stop it, stop it. They are always chasing the child. Stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. Because the child has excess energy. And the more they use the, up the energy, the more they become stronger. Are you see? Every Christian, the more you start crawling, you start exercising, using up the muscle, the power that is in you, the more power is deposited in you. The more you use it, the more power. That's why you see Acts of the Apostles starts with, with them wait for the power. When the power came and they started using it, God started blessing and adding miracles. The more they use, the more power they got. The more they use, the more power they got. Hallelujah. So as a child of God, learn how to witness. Don't specialize in worship. I know worship is good. I know prayer is good. But prayer without worship 
and without witnessing is deficiency in our Christianity. Hallelujah. Number two, God gives us power to do signs and wonders to prove that we are his. He said, go into the world and preach to all nations. And these signs shall follow them that go in my name. In my name, you cast out demons. You raise the dead. You heal the sick. Because it's a stamp of my approval that I sent you. Are you with me? The badge that Richard holds is a stamp that the government has sent him. So when he comes into my house, it's not him who, has, who is coming to my house. It's the government that is coming to my house. Are you with me? When he knocks on my door, it's not him as a person. It's the government of England or United Kingdom that is coming to my house. Hallelujah. So when you operate power, it's a sign that you are representative of the kingdom of heaven. See, as we as Christians, most of the time, we don't want to double in power play. Because we know that when we have to double in power play, it, it, it may be the devil that will be replication. So we like to read the Bible, teach the God Bible, but not worship and everything, but not confront and go into power. Because the devil will come after us. One day, I went with a, a pastor, a lady pastor, to, we're doing a, a miracle services in a certain place. And I, demons, he, uh, casting out demons and all that. So we went for this program. She just said, oh, she's going to go with me to see. So she came with me for this service and like casting out demons and everything. We did everything. After that, we, the service was over. We went home. Early in the morning, she called Pastor Gloria. <laughs> in the night when I was sleeping, some cockadillas came into my, my bedroom. That was the last time she went with me. She never <laughs> Hallelujah. But you see, it, as soon as you, ex, you move into that power thing, it draws you also closer to God. Because you can't do that, do it by yourself. Am I making sense? So it draws you closer to the to God, closer to prayer, closer to living holy, closer to being uh, somebody who reads the Bible. Am I making sense? Number three. The third one. God gives us power to do exploits and greater works to show the lordship of Jesus Christ. You see these legends that were giving their testimonies. Okay. This, these testimonies are great exploits. You see, a lot of us, when we think about God's power, God's um, manifestation, we're thinking about spiritual things. But it's not just spiritual things. God also gives us power to govern. Are you with me? 
He says that he has made us priests and kings. We are not just priests. We are priests and kings. So for some of us, your worship, your exhibition of power of God is not in the church. It's not on the crusade ground, but in the marketplace, in the office place. Are you with me? So now he's like, his testimony, McLean's testimony is that I made a vow to God and the promotion that was eluding me came because of the vow I made. So now if somebody comes to him and says, how did you make it? How did you get there? And say that I made a vow with the Lord. I did my part as a worker, but I made a vow with God. And God, you know, so somebody sits in this room and has heard this testimony and says, okay, me too, I want a promotion. I'm also going to make a vow with God. I'm going to pay a deposit as McLean. If he did it for McLean, then he can do it for me. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. The power behind the word is the testimony that he has shared. Am I making sense? So you see, exploits is also power that is, that is needed to do it. He heard the word. He heard me preach. He heard me say that if you want something this year, make a vow. Hallelujah. And he took faith. He took the step. Like the woman with the issue of blood. And he paid the deposit and told God, if you don't do it, you owe me. Isn't that what he said? Hallelujah. So based on that, God had not got any choice but to come through for him. Hallelujah. There is power. Power is not just to pray for the sick. Power is not just to have uh, heal the sick or, uh, or, or, or have um, prophecies and everything. But power is also given to do exploits to start the business, to start something, to do something that will just break out and become something great. And when they ask you what has happened, you tell them it's the power of God. This morning, Pastor Glow is telling me that there's a, a pastor who is building a city. He's building a city, houses, and then you're showing uh, that the, the, what do you call it? The hospital will be here. This will be here. That will be here. That, that is exploits. It's not spiritual, but it's also exploits for God. That comes through the power. Remember, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you power to create what? Wealth. Am I making sense? So power is not just for church. It's not just for spiritual things, but power is also made available for a great exploit. Somebody say great exploits. How many are ready to do some great exploits? Hallelujah. I, I, I feel that I have some millionaires in this place. I, I feel in my spirit. I don't know, but I don't know whether you are one, but I feel that there are some millionaires that are coming in this church. I, I, I don't know whether you are one of them. But I feel, I've been feeling that 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 power is available. Receive it right now. I say receive the power to become the next millionaire. I sense that somebody is about to develop something. 
I don't know whether it's an app or something, but that thing will be the next big thing that will break. And I feel that that person is in this room right now. Hallelujah. So power is given to do great exploits. Amen. See that greater works shall you do. John chapter 14 verse 12. My time's up. Okay. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than this shall he do because I go to my father. Hallelujah. How many are ready to do some great exploits? Stand to your feet. We'll continue next week.